Gracious and loving God, give us the courage and strength to finish this journey with you to the cross and beyond. This we pray in the name of the one who died on that cross, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Our final reading comes to us from the Gospel according to Mark. You can follow along in your bulletin, or I invite you to close your eyes, perhaps, and hear now God's word for you this hour, the crucifixion of Jesus. And they compelled a passerby who was coming in from the country to carry his cross. It was Simon of Cyrene, the father of Alexander and Rufus. And they brought Jesus to the place called Golgotha, which means the place of a skull. And they offered him wine mixed with myrrh, but he did not take it. And they crucified him and divided his clothes among them, casting lots to decide what each should take. It was nine o'clock in the morning when they crucified him. The inscription of the charge against him read, the king of the Jews, and with him they crucified two bandits, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by derided him, shaking their heads and saying, Aha, you who would destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself and come down from the cross. In the same way, the chief priests, along with the scribes, were also mocking him among themselves and saying, He saved others. He cannot save himself. Let the Messiah, the King of Israel, come down from the cross now so that we may see and believe. Those who were crucified with him also taunted him. When it was noon, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. At three o'clock, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lemma sabachthani which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of the bystanders heard it, they said, listen, he's calling for Elijah. And someone ran, filled a sponge with sour wine, put it on a stick, and gave it to him to drink, saying, wait, let us see whether Elijah will, will come to take him down. And Jesus gave a loud cry and breathed his last and the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. Now when the centurion who stood facing him saw that in this way he breathed his last, he said, truly this man was God's son. There were also women looking on from a distance. Among them were Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James the Younger, and of Joseph and Salome. These used to follow him and provided for him when he was in Galilee. And there were many other women who had come up with him to Jerusalem. Here ends the reading. Where were you when they crucified Jesus? Where were you when they nailed him to that tree? Did you see when the soldier pierced him in his side? Were you there when they crucified my Lord? I was there that day in Golgotha. 
I was standing right there when they beat and ridiculed Jesus the Christ. I was there when they asked Simon of Cyrene to carry his cross when he couldn't carry it anymore. I was there when they tore his clothes, when they taunted and laughed at him, when they spit on his face. I was there at the cross when they crucified Jesus, my Lord. I guess it's not that big of a deal if you think about it. There were a lot of people who were there, too many to be exact. Mobs of people laughing and cheering, howling and weeping. You could barely see your own feet on the ground, hear your own voice above the chaos, distinguish your own heartbeat from the throngs of people pressing in against you. If you were there, you would know what I'm talking about. So many people who desperately wanted to see this man destroyed, but also so many people who desperately wanted to see him live. It was crazy what an effect he had on those he encountered. You either loved him or you hated him. He was either the son of God or the king of liars. The answer to every question you ever had or the biggest threat to everything you believed him. There was no in between. You were either there to watch this man or maniac or Messiah finally prove just how powerful he was or you were there to watch him burn. In the end, it didn't matter why you were there. In those final hours on that morning, standing around that cross, we were all together, followers and foes, moving as one, our eyes glued to the battered, bruised, and bloodied frame of the humble carpenter's son. Were you there? When they hammered those nails right through his hands and his feet, did you hear the sound it made when the nails pierced his flesh and broke his bones? We were so tuned in to his every move that pretty soon our breath began to match his ragged and slow. Every time he sputtered and coughed, our bodies would do the same. Sure, some of us had pure hatred in our eyes, while others of us had nothing but love, but it didn't matter in the end because each and every one of us came with the exact same intention, to see who was right about Jesus of Nazareth. Was he just another power-hungry prophet, or was he actually the Messiah we'd all been waiting for? It's funny because not long before that fateful morning, a good number of folks would have put their money on Jesus as Messiah. At his peak, thousands of people gathered from near and far just to hear what he had to say. Were you there when he fed the 5,000 with just five loaves and two fish? Did you hear that he had the power to heal the blind and the crippled, to see into a person's past and future, to cast out demons, to bring the dead back to life? No wonder the crowd screamed his name when he entered Jerusalem, spreading their cloaks on the ground before him. As far as they knew, they were watching a king on his way to a coronation, riding in glory to claim his crown. 
Were you there when they shouted, Hosanna, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord? Did you hear the crowd screaming his name? But it, it didn't end up being enough, did it? I'll be honest, I wasn't convinced. I mean, sure, he told a great story. Yeah, he preached a good message. And fine, maybe all the rumors about his miracles were true. But Emmanuel, God with us? Now, that's a lot to swallow. After all, you can only tell so much about a man based on how he lives. But how he dies? That's another story. But you had to have been there to know what I'm talking about. That's why I'm asking you if you were there in the garden or the courtyard, in the chambers or the assembly, on the road to Calvary or the walk up Golgotha. Because if you were there, you wouldn't have seen a man who was angry at the, at the council or a man who was betrayed by the crowds. You wouldn't have seen a man who was willing to give up or give in. You wouldn't have seen a man who cared about being right or victorious or even about being God. You wouldn't have seen a man who was afraid of death. No. If you were there, if you were actually there that dark hour, if you were there when they nailed him to the tree and pierced him in his side, if you were there when they crucified my Lord, then you would have seen a man who lived in expectation of death. Because in dying, he gave us life. All of us the ones who wanted him to rule the world, the ones who wanted him to die in shame, the ones who didn't even care enough to come out that day. He died for us all. When I look back to that fatal moment when he breathed his last breath, I think that's when I finally knew who this Jesus of Nazareth really was or really is. I said, truly, this man was God's son. Truly, this man is God's son. Just thinking about it causes me to tremble. 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 Were you there when I crucified, when I nailed, when I pierced Jesus the Christ? Were you there when I crucified my Lord? 